So I was in LA recently and had high hopes of jet skiing and taking a boat, maybe jumping into the ocean. To which my Airbnb host said, uh, "Hope you have a wetsuit." And he kind of looked at me with this twisted face. Guys, I didn't know the Pacific, or if I did know, I forgot. The Pacific is cold as shit this time of year, and uh, I just I I don't know if I've ever been as disappointed in my adult life to uh, to to not get to uh, enjoy the ocean by because it was genuinely too cold. I didn't know that. Is that true? That <laughs> Yes, it, I, it, it is really cold. It is really cold. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. When is it warm? <laughs> yeah, but like, what? Are you in Boston? What are you like? What like? Are you like used to warm waters in Boston? I guess I I was used to. I went to Cancun in October, and you could just jet ski and dive oh, okay. into the water, and it was awesome. And I guess I'm comparing Cancun to LA. <laughs> Well, I think the French, these whatever the hell these French islands are in this movie, I hope they're warm. But I, yeah, I, they're that's awful. Warm. I was trying to tie this. It's happening. Everything's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Kona Noun, everyone. I'm Alan Geis. I'm Chell McCoy. And I'm Kylie Black. And uh, this week, we're talking about... Uh, ha- okay, if you were French, would you say it... Eric Romer. They probably don't even say the C. It's probably like Eric Romer. Eric Romer. Like Eric Romer or something like that. Eric mm-hmm. Romer. Eric Romer. There's going to be a lot of bad French accent coming your way, so get ready for it. But we saw A Summer's Tale, and I got to be real with everyone. We did this movie because it had summer in, in the title. I mean, that that's, that's pretty, like, 90% of the truth. Kylie, what's the other 10%? I mean, yeah, like I, I love Eric Romer films. You guys hadn't seen one, but I've seen a bunch of his. And I was just like, I should just watch more of them. I've, I'm watching another one right now on the Criterion channel. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, this one had Summer in the title, and it was like number two of his films rated on Letterboxd, like at a really high rating. So I was like, let's go for yeah. it. Let's you're, do it. You're, you're watching simul- it during this pod? Yeah, yeah, you're watching the podcast. <laughs> and- exactly, yeah. No, I watched, I watched like the first, I watched it a while ago, and I have never finished it, but I'll go back to it eventually. It's less exciting. Kyle, than one. Kylie, the multitask extraordinaire. Multitask extraordinaire. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this movie is like about as European as it gets. And we're going to get into like what exactly that means just based off of like the kind of the, the key techniques going on here and, and how information is conveyed. But. I don't think it's a spoiler to say we all we all love this movie. I mean, I was sucked in. I was it just shows you, man. It just shows you that if you believe, if you like if you got the power, man, or the practice or whatever, I guess Eric Romer was making films since like the forties, right? So like ninety six, he's had time. Obviously exaggeration. But like this this is clearly a master at fucking work, you know, and I don't say that lightly. Like this movie is like you, you, it only has the information that you need to move it along. Like, it was fucking great. I, I, I can't commend it enough. So let's let's get into this thing. Kylie, you want to say something? I was gonna say something. So yeah, to you guys are like, it's so funny to see your reaction to Eric Romer since you haven't seen one of his films. I've seen so I, many. Like, this is I wouldn't even rank this my top one, but. You're like wow, you're like yawn, you're like yawn, <laughs> you Romer newbies. Yeah, I mean Romer <laughs> newbies. 
It's like, like when you I, see 14 year olds listening to like a punk on TikTok and they're like, this is the best song ever. And you're like, I will listen to that. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the equivalent of me and Al. Like, it was like, you saw your first Scorsese movie was The Irishman. It's like, he's done this for 50 years. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. And then there's like, there's probably a good fellas back there that me and Alan had just have not seen of Eric Rovers. <laughs> exactly. Ex- yes. Yeah. That, what a great way of putting it. And I, I can't wait to see that good fellas from Romer. <laughs> so, uh the plot right it's uh it's i mean i read it online re- before i watched the movie i don't normally do it but i did and it was like uh gaspard goes on vacation and he's having girl problems and he meets one girl i swear the log line was like he meets one girl and then meets another girl and it, his life just keeps getting more and more complicated and i was like and that that is what this movie is but there's also quite a bit more in there that we're going to talk about so First of all, let's start at the beginning. Um, I, I need to ask, what are the copyright laws in Europe? Because I had my producer hat on while watching this movie, and I saw the Nesquik logo in that opening shot on the beach, and I was like, holy shit, I hope you guys got permission for that. Because if not, Nesquik is coming for your ass. <laughs> I think Nesquik paid them like $2 million. <laughs> I think they paid the budget to be in the they movie. They paid the budget. <laughs> they, that's where they got the budget. That's... I don't know, but I feel like every time I watch anything, like, in Europe, I always see, like, Ikea labels everywhere. And, like, I get that everybody goes to Ikea, like, I get that, but I just think it's so funny, like, all these modern films still, like, they, I don't know, they're, there's pretty lax laws, apparently, like. I genuinely think they are. I feel like, in America, we have it backwards. It's like, like, oh, no, you can't show our thing, whatever, whereas the you know, the filmmakers are always like, but it's free advertising, right? Uh, and, and in Europe, I think they probably are like, hey, we, we, yes, a show on that squeak. That would help us. Hey, we'll pay you. Like, you know what I mean? You, you don't even sign a fridge company? Well, the representatives of Nesquik oh, okay. in France oh, okay. are for a <laughs> But, I so, so, I had a, uh, a professor tell us a story how, when he was telling us about how, like, companies, depending on, on what you're making, right? Or really, in, in any case, it's like, you got to ask permission, but, but, and you have violence, like they all have different like criteria of like, we will not show our product in a film that has this type of scene, blah, blah, blah. And he said that Pabst Blue Ribbon, oh, clearance of copyright, that Pabst Blue Ribbon does not- they, they have access to it. <laughs> <laughs> that Pabst Blue Ribbon does not give a flying fuck what you do. You could have a rape, abortion, murder scene all in you know, all the same time, and like someone could be dinking Pabst, like the the protagonist, the killer, and like they wouldn't care. Like they're just like Pabst Blue Ribbon is apparently crazy. So just a fun little bit of trivia <laughs> there. But Trelling, you had a note that was you didn't turn on the subtitles until like ten minutes into this film. I, because there's like, no dialogue. There isn't. I didn't know. Yeah. No, but 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 still, the the fact that you didn't feel compelled to be like, and I realize there is no dialogue, but you weren't like, oh, got to turn on subtitles. You were so engaged. You were so drawn in. <laughs> and I love that each of us will usually have a note that lines up. Like almost verbatim, we'll write the same note at least one episode with, without knowing what each other's note was. And that was it for me. I was like, dude, same. Like they started talking and I was kind of like, I don't understand what they're saying, but I feel like I also already know what's going on anyway. Like I don't speak French, but I, but I get it. And that's the yeah. kind of that's what I'm talking about, baby. Is that this movie fucking brought its visual a game? And uh, can we just talk about the beach scene, please? Can we just talk about it? Which beach one? There's many beaches. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be <laughs> like, the, like, the, the mute. The mute cue. 
I mean the meet cute. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. break that down, baby. Yeah. Um, I have lots of notes about that. Okay, start us off, Kylie. Yeah. I don't know. Like every time I, I don't know what your notes were like, but every time I watch a European film, my immediate thought, like instantly, is I want to move to Europe. And then every social norm <laughs> and like character attitude in that film just reaffirms that. So like the fact that there was all these women of all ages, most of them were like just over fifty, just sitting around topless in the background. I was like, so different than America. I don't know if I didn't even notice that. It was all over. There's all these middle-aged women like pinpointed throughout that were like tanning with their breasts out. Like it, most of them weren't even young. They were like over 50 and they were just sitting there with their, or like moms, like they're sitting out with their boobs out. Like, cause that's just the norm in France. Cause they consider men and women equivalent from that perspective, I guess. I don't know, but it's not as big of a, and maybe, maybe they do now. I don't know, but that beach, that area, there were a lot of women. Like they're very, there were a lot of differences in this film, and that was one of them. And I was like, that's interesting that that's there and it's not U.S. But And it did it in a way that wasn't exploitative. It's just like, this is life here. Boom. I, don't think I didn't it even notice it. Like, I yeah. think it was yeah. just like, they were recreating what an actual beach would look like, which is what a beach looks like there. It just doesn't look like it here. Let the tatas breathe. And yeah. so... <laughs> there... We... Okay. If we're going to talk about the beach scene, this is my fault for getting ahead. We got to talk about the initial setup, which is Gaspard as at the is the, by the way, the most aloof motherfucker throughout this whole thing. He just I don't it's like why is Margot even given this given this guy the time of day, all right? He's like no, I don't want any pie. I don't want even coffee. Uh, I just take the check. Blah, blah, blah. And so, like, somehow she's interested in him because now we cut to the beach. He's going in for a dip and he runs into Margot, who, by the way, I fell in love with. Like, uh, yes. just like, just like um, uh, Googie Withers from Dead of Night. I'm. This is my new. I'm out for the prowl for this actress, <laughs> Googie. You're you're six feet underground. I'm out for this chick. No, but anyway. <laughs> um, so so they bump into each other, and oh, dude, I have a note here <clears throat> that is I haven't seen this actress. I know she's worked with uh, Eric Romer in the past. Um, I don't know if this is just her in real life. Right. Where she's just kind of like a like an Owen Wilson, like I'm just the same and everything. Or if she really is this character, if you get what I'm saying. But she plays it so well where she bumps into him and is just like, hi, don't you recognize me? Just that confidence, man, that confidence oozing out the whole time. Oh, fell in love immediately. I think that's so good. character, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the. That was another thing I noticed, too, that's, like, different than the U.S. I don't know. People, every character in this movie, and I don't know if that's this is factual to Europeans, but, like, based on the people that I've met, it feels very true that, like, uh, they were just very, everybody's very at ease with each other. There wasn't, um, like, a lot of judgment or um, trying to evaluate, like, people's status or, like, how um, interesting or, like, evaluating by some, like, judgment or critical principle. Like, they just were, everybody's a person and, like, People weren't defensive. They just wanted to like get to know people. And that was, even if there wasn't like ulterior motives, like getting to know one was like somewhat of value to the characters. You know? I think you saying that Kylie is one of the main reasons why I love this movie, because it created this place that felt like a utopia in a way, you know, where, where 
they could just go on these long walks and just talk and it never felt like threatening right it just always felt like everything was like chill like everything is gonna be okay even when it's not you know there were some heated moments which i'm sure we'll get to but uh you're right it just felt like a place where people could have a conversation and i don't know if being in a pandemic is like like contributes to that feeling even more where it's like wow look at those people just kind of hanging out and really enjoying (laughs) enjoying themselves and it just feels like it's almost impossible to meet someone new these days although i have recently met uh i don't think it's a coincidence it's a european person that they're italian nicest guy ever like he's so he (laughs) is like he walked out of this movie you know and we just we've been bonding and went to the dog park and anyway europeans man y'all got it figured out no i I I agree sorry Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I feel like if you made a family tree of like relationships within this town, there would be so much crossover. Because like, it wasn't just like him in a love triangle. Each girl had her own triangle. It was just like triangles and triangles and triangles. Did you guys? I'm gonna jump ahead of here. Do you guys feel like just how you're pointing out the love triangles that Lena herself she had an, a triangle and that's what was going on, just like it was happening with Gaspard? Absolutely. I- yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. There, she was getting over somebody, and she was lying to him like that. Yeah, 100%. yeah, totally. She's like, it was like it was just two weeks, you know. That's I think she said something like that. Yeah, I don't but, know if it was her ex in that time or someone new. It could be that she's getting over her ex, and there was someone new there. But like she was yeah. on the rebound with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was nothing more heartbreaking than her basically friend zoning him, even though it was like this whole vacation was about them. Like she almost, it was like the craziest way of breaking up with someone because I had understood they were definitely boyfriend, girlfriend. And she's just like, you know, my cousins say that you're not on my level. And like, I have to agree. And it's just like, you're just a friend. It was just, it was just like, wait, did you just, did you just, what? Did you just break up with me? You just call me a friend? Like, it was like, it was so To be fair, Gaspar did just have like, Margot or the what's Celine to go to right after that? So like, it wasn't that heartbreaking. Gaspard is a fucker. He's a motherfucker. All right. I don't think he's. I don't know. I feel like they're all sort of. You know what I mean? Excluding Margot, but because if you think about it, like I don't know. He like he always was the rebound. Always because if she had any interest, like they never established they were girlfriend boyfriend. Like he said that up front when he first talked about her to Margot, and like. Two things. A, if they were ever girlfriend boyfriend, a like he would have like not been skeptical about that at all, considering how into her he really was. Like he wouldn't have been skeptical, so he sort of knew there was something going on. And like B, she would have written to him. She didn't mm-hmm. have him, which is why she didn't put effort. Like people put effort when they're interested in someone. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is like the whole friend thing. It's like you still thought that there was some interest. Like, he's not just like, like, Oh, like we're definitely just friends. And I'm hoping it was like, I mean, you saw the way they interacted when they first saw each other. And she was like, I finally came, whatever. So to call him a friend was like, that was an ouchie. That was an ouchie. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) That might be one of the worst breakup scenes of all time. That was like, and by worse, I mean, best. (laughs) I don't know. And she says she wished, Oh, she wished that he would act more like a friend sometimes. Yeah. And there's like a theme of, yeah. 
When she said, I can talk to you like I can't talk to other people, I was like, friend zone. That's friend zone right yeah. there. That's <laughs> yeah, the friend boom. zone right there. If, actually, when she didn't write to him, if she was interested, she would have written or been there. When Like, the fact that she didn't give him any information, she was covering her tracks like he was her backup. Because she, like, wanted an option if, like, the other people didn't come through. But she didn't want him, like, hounding her if she was with someone else and then, like, have to explain him. Yes. Let's go back for two seconds on to Margot and and uh, Gaspard meet. They're talking. And the way that the conversation just, again, this idea of, like, wow, hanging out with someone has never felt so innocent. Where they're just, like come sit with me. Whereas I feel like in, uh, um, I don't know if I were to do that tomorrow, I go somewhere and I'm just like, Hey, like little chit chat, you want to come sit with me? It's like, there's going to be a lot of tension there. And it just felt you would so freak me out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it felt so chill. It felt so chill. So it just like really ease you in there. But let me ask you aside from the reason that it was in the script, do you think it's a rebound thing for Margot? Why she's so interested in this guy? I think no. she's buying into his kind of like uh, lovesick kind of ploy that like she talks about like when uh, they have like another little date later on. But like, I think she just kind of feels a little sad. Like he's like, he's a sad puppy. I think she calls him that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I don't know. I think she has feelings for him, but like she doesn't, um, she knows that he's bad for her. She's too self-aware to like let herself yeah. get too so she friends with him yeah oh she's so smart she's so she's so clever dude she's the best yeah. this might be one of my favorite characters of all time so we cut she's to he, yeah Martin's this like i just want a trilogy yeah. of just her doing other shit get him out of there let's see her like let's see her in an action movie let's see her doing stuff but where's so, the archaeologist boyfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let, I know they're talking about a Jurassic Park Fast and Furious like crossover movie. Oh, Let's get God. her in there. Let's fucking get her in there. Go so ahead. anyway, <laughs> so there's this kind of will they, won't they? We don't know what's going on with Lena. If she's going to show up. And from, I mean, tell me if you guys interpret this differently, but it really seems like Margot is like, dude, just like go for some other chicks. So she takes him out to this club and she is just like a free spirit and it's so it's so great just this like one take all it is no cuts and it's just like them dancing at the club and you just see the awkwardness like oozing out of just like um uh, uh margot dancing it up living living her best life and then <laughs> gaspard just standing there like an awkward turtle which by the way is one of the most relatable scenes because i have been that awkward turtle clubbing in europe many a times like i know exactly what that is like and i think trellin you had a little something to say about that i did and i just want to read i i had uh written these notes before i had gone to a club over the weekend i want to publicly apologize to the french because i was like i think i had a note in here that said oh yeah i guess these french don't know how to dance i i got really drunk and i swear i had an out-of-body experience and it was not any prettier than what they were doing <laughs> so are so you I, telling I apologize us to see all you frenchies out there there might be videos of you on the internet just tearing it up on a dance floor. Uh, there is, uh, I know, I think uh, one of my buddies took a video of me like dancing on a speaker. It was for a free drink on a bet with someone I had. But yeah. Oh, but the amount of money I would pay <laughs> to, like, this whole collection behind me, I would, I think I would donate it in order to see that video. 
<laughs> it might come, it might pop up somewhere. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Amazing. But anyway, that th- that club scene, it just it, it's one of those moments tacked on with the beach scene that just feels like this. We know what we're doing. We know how to convey what we're feeling or, or what we want you to feel right which was this awkwardness and so that that's kind of what i loved is that there's we, and i think you can attest to this kylie and i'm sure you two telling like <clears throat> perhaps it's it's europe or just uh non-american movies more than anything that is almost more about feeling than plot a lot of the times you know what i mean where we can kind of throw the jargon and the the logic of, out of the way a bit and um and yeah i yeah. really felt i really felt that with this movie i mean this would be th- this turned into one of my favorite movies as just a way to show like what you can do with su- with virtually nothing you know there's no real i think set pieces there's no like it just all felt like we're, we're just here like this was just another version of like just running and gunning in a way, you know, maybe, and maybe I'm understating it. Maybe I'm liking it too simple, but um, I just feel so minimalist and cool. I think it's like, like you're saying slice of life, but like at its best, because it's not a genre I'm like particularly crazy about. And I think a lot of American slice of life sometimes feels like a cop out. They really make it look like a documentary, but it feels like an excuse, like not to frame things or like have like a, tripod and just like break the 180 rule and not light things so it uses like it looks more real but it like something like oh what's the no no man land like it, i don't it didn't look nearly as gorgeous as this movie and i was way more invested in this story because of like how cinematic and like it looked like every shot looked like a postcard it was crazy i agree there's like definitely a noticeable difference with these films i think it's because of the value system and i don't mean to like say that europeans are superior better and i don't even think it's uh i i'm gonna argue it's not even a european thing because i met lots of people like outside of europe and they're similar i think that like it's a non-american thing but i just think there's a lot of cultures outside of america that value connection more like there was this book that i read um about like just depression in the world but like one of the studies it references that like america it said basically referenced this study that like asked um, the four like most populous countries or four populous countries. I think it was like China, the US, um, India, and like one more. Uh, Basically like how they saw themselves. And it was like, um, they basically asked them like about a situation where like a presenter was like presenting to an audience. And like most of the Americans that took the test identify with the presenter or like assume that they were the ones giving like whatever like the speech or whatever it was whereas like most people outside of the U.S. identified as the audience member or like with a group because people outside the U.S. in a lot of countries have like an us versus like I mentality they don't see themselves Mm. as like an individual in a crowd they see themselves as like a piece of a larger unit gotcha It's Mm. it's not like me and the rest of the world it's us yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm a piece of a puzzle, not like my an island to myself. Anyway, so I think like I don't know. I think that comes through a lot of like non-American films in general. There's just a lot more emphasis placed on um, connection and emotional engagement uh, than there is on yeah. Plot or, like, Could we almost say that Gaspard, in a way, is almost like he has a, a an American mentality? Would you say? 
don't know. No? I don't think so. Am I, I reaching? Think I think he's, I don't know. Personally, <laughs> personally, I think he's just insecure and yeah. emotionally immature. That was my take from it. But he's very young, so like. We'll use that to segue into he gives in to what would it, what is her name again she i didn't like her so much because celine with celine uh, sure celine, yeah. yeah she so, they like like you saw that girl and no offense to the girl but like you just knew she was trouble you just knew like he should not be with her like like the casting director like nailed it like just the long kind of wavy hair it's like yeah she is troubled no go stay away i i I, I don't know if she was my least favorite of the three, but I did appreciate, even though she was giving him a lot of ultimatums, I did appreciate from like an audience point of view, like someone finally telling this guy, like, hey, make a decision. Like, I'm not going to wait around cool. for your bullshit. Like, that someone cool. finally, like, I think Margo did it a little bit too. Like, you're like, hey, wake up, man. But uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice to hear. Like, uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, I don't Oh, I was just going to say that I believe it's after... Margot saw him with her and she starts questioning him like what's going it's when they have the big fight on the beach which uh, I was not I was not happy about why is he touching <laughs> my Margot like that that he she tells him you have no conviction like you don't believe in what you're saying right and I really like that because there was actually a payoff for that which is the ending and I don't want to skip ahead i know we keep like oh jump forward and then we we go forward and then two steps back but um i really like that payoff that they did establish that and showed it you know that this guy is like i'll go with her i'll go over here i'll do this i'll do what's convenient um and at the end he kind of goes with what was probably the right thing to do you know him as of like he goes with the eight track recorder that's the right thing to do what okay 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 (laughs) (laughs) do you guys not feel that way no, no. I had to ask you, like, do you think he learned anything from the experience? I think he did. I think he did because, look, I know it sounds. I, oh my god, this is like I, the... I do, but I don't think it's quite the same thing. I think you think he learned. I like, like the attitude was wrong of him saying, "I'll write them a letter." He should have called him and like explained himself. He was taking the easy way out, but at the same time, I feel like he was putting an end to the cycle of like i'll go with you now i'll go with you like i'll make up a little lie here i'll do that for me that's what that represented i'm not saying it was the best the the execution was the best but i think the decision was the right move to get off the island and start fresh in a way and that's that's what what that meant to me what if he was just exploiting her for like a song idea because that he starts like that's what comes to the end it's like a song you made for margo well as he goes off on the boat so and didn't the voice sound way older? Almost as if he did go on to like write music. No, am I, I making that up? Made that, I don't think he made that song. I think it oh, was. Oh like, shit! Well, there goes. Yeah. Her, she's on the beach, and she's like, "Don't you know this song?" Ah, oh, um, why would you say that to it, him if, if he wrote the song? You know. In my me. mind, yeah. I wrote that little like story, and it felt like a cool transition thing for a movie of like just like the older version like takes over for a minute, you know, like at the same time. But no, yeah, oh, it's. Because I don't see how Lena would like under know the song and just be singing it if she, if you yeah. and then just be like oh, that makes sense. Know yeah. the song? Like it's but yeah. time travel, guys. Time travel. Did you guys <laughs> pick up on that? No. Maybe <laughs> this literally turns into Army of the Dead that introduce 
time travel and uh, robot zombies. It was just like, you're like, wait, what? Why is so much happening at once? Anyway, we're not going to talk about fuck that. that. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, I don't, I think he, I don't know. I personally don't think he learned anything about romantic relationships, but I do think that through his interactions with Margot, he learned the value of like a platonic connection with a woman that he maybe didn't have before. I agree with that. Yeah. He did Kylie, but they both went pretty hard on that kiss at the end. Was that almost a way of saying like, we will have this platonic thing with us, but we're like going to have this final kiss. Was that, was that were they literally kissing their, um, intense feelings away. I think there was just goodbye, honestly, because yeah. I think that's how you say goodbye in France. Let send yeah, me over I, there. I think so, but I, 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 don't know. Like I do think because they're both single at that point, sort of to an extent. Like she's not really back with her boyfriend yet. She's going to be, but like she's not really. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just sort of like it could have been more than platonic, but like Margot wouldn't allow it to be. I think, but because she didn't allow it to become like romantic fully or sexual i think it did give it like uh did allow him to see like the value of connection beyond just like sexual not that she isn't beautiful because she is but i think that there was like definitely a preference towards lena because of her physical like because he was physically attracted to her as opposed to lena because same with celine yeah oh for sure Personally, I thought the most annoying character was Lena, even though I do empathize with her because I know that it's just she was probably immature and like she was going through something with someone else. And so like he just got the brunt end of that, which he honestly like I personally feel like he should have seen that coming and not stuck around for it. Like, I feel like that's his own fault. But like, whatever. It is. Also, she has to live up to like high standards because like we're introduced in the movie. It's like. He's doing this all for her. And then she comes back and she's just kind of like, hey, like, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I agree, yeah. I agree. Like, she's really shitty to him and she shouldn't be. But yeah. on the same end of that, why does he allow that to happen? He knew, like, from the get-go, like, they weren't dating because he said that to Margot, And then he's like, but I'm gonna, you know. Like, he just, the minute she comes back and he thinks there might be, he's, like, ecstatic about it. But then he just, like, he knows, like, he's clearly been through these bad days before. So, like, he knows it's going to happen again. Yet he just, like keeps letting himself get the brunt end of it i get yeah i get where you guys are coming from okay let me ask you this question it might be obvious but i still want to ask it why is it just as simple as it was just another step into temptation territory but like why does Margot like go for a kiss after like kind of everything went to shit with lena uh you know which one is that the one where they're in the grass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they they're just driving in the van and he's like he's like, Fuck, everything blew up and on me, whatever, whatever. And you kind of don't even know why what they're doing. It was like you think about it for a sec, you're like, Are these people literally just having a conversation? And they were like, Hey, if we put them in a van and then they go to like a cliff, that means they're doing something, hey, and then they can have a conversation. <laughs> it's like we don't know what the purpose was other than like they're they're hiking. They're they're going but she's wearing a dress and flats. Like what? Or it, well it was it was shoes, but yeah. I don't know. I think that like the problem with the only problem with what I said earlier, which is true, is their relationship I don't think was based in being platonic like I feel like the beach scene and what I wrote originally and I will stick to that I think she reached out to him not as a friendship I think she was interested in him like that was I think that first day was totally flirty and then I think she decided after spending enough time with him 
that she's like, this person is not someone who's going to give me what I want. And this person doesn't know who they are. They don't know who they want or what they want. And so she decided yep. I'm not going to pursue it. But there was still like that lingering feelings, like the more time she spent with them, the more yeah. she was interested, which is probably why she's like, I'm just going to chill and like keep my options open and like not get too hyper focused on this one person. Honestly, you go, Marco, you go. Uh, well, I think for me, that kind of that kind of wraps it up for for my thoughts. I really wanted to zero in on that whole. Uh, we got to talk about the ending. Well, I did talk about it. I, I yeah, but I, but, but guess, no. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. What I'm, my point is, I think I've like have said most of what I want to say. Uh, so I wanted to open up to you guys to like. Like, what else do you want it to add to the conversation? An eight track player? Come on, come on, Look, man! Come <laughs> on. I was, no. I was also like, um, wait, like this. This just goes to show you, music recording used to be a fucking hassle, man. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like. He definitely should have ended it better. Like, he should have told them in person. I'm not going to deny that because I totally agree. Like, he should have told them up front in person, like, I and been honest with them. Like, the fact that he was just going to call them is, like, really shitty. But um, No, no, no. Kylie, yeah. not call. Write a letter. Write a letter. I'm sorry. That is also – that's worse. It's worse. It's shitty. But, like – He's going to come back in two years and be like, I wrote you. You guys didn't – what? If he kind of, like, pursue Lena, like, that oh. would have been so dumb. That would have been so dumb because she would have dropped him the end of that day. Like she, it never would have worked. She was never, mm-hmm. it was never going to be romantic with her. And then like, honestly with um, the other, what's the other girl's name? Celine. It yeah, doesn't she, even matter. I mean, so you just like, she, I don't think he wasn't in, in, he wasn't in love with her. So he would have ended up dropping her anyway. Like he wasn't really that interested in Celine. He just, he, see, that's the thing is like, I honestly, I know you, you said you hated Celine. I, as annoying as her superlatives was, were, I thought she was almost the least annoying of any of the characters. Because if, if you think about it, he's doing the same thing to Celine that Lena's doing to him. Yeah. Which I would argue that Celine sort of could do better, and she just like decided on a whim that she was interested in him for some reason, and like, but whatever, it's fine, you know, like no. she's in the same position he is, to an extent. No, I I totally agree, and and in a way, Celine is the most honest out of an upfront. Like you always know what she's thinking, what she's feeling. Whereas Margot, yeah. as much as we love her, it is a little, it's a little blurred. Yeah, Celine's like, this is when I have sex. This is what you got to do now. Now it's time to make a decision. And like, yeah. yeah. She, she knows what she wants and everything. Yeah. She knows, I, I like, can see where you're coming from. She knows that she, like, she knows that she knows what she wants. She just doesn't know how to navigate that effectively, which ends up pushing people away. You yeah. know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What a great way to put it. Like, it was one thing for her to say, like, I don't want to have sex the first time. Like, that's totally understandable. But to, like, um, I don't know, like, the second part, like, the fact that she said, I love you after only spending one day with him, that's a huge, like, that's too much. Too also, intense. just the speech of, like, I, I like, chalked that up to French. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. The I was like, part is obvious. The second part is like, I'm going to break up with you if you don't take a trip yeah. with me. Like, I guess, I don't know if this is, like, a French thing, but, like, it's one thing to just be like, hey, you know, I just don't feel comfortable having sex on the first day. Like, hey, who can, you know, you're up front. Like, how could I say, you know, yeah, I understand. Cool. But I have principles, you know. It's like, all right, sister, calm down. But, 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 you know, 
<laughs> so yeah, a little um, yeah. I get where I get what you guys are saying. Um, I don't know. Did, I know a did, lot of women that do that do that of all ages. They have like specific times that they're like would even consider it. So I don't know. No, I'm not saying that they can't, Kylie. I'm just saying like the fact that she was so like like I have principles, you know, is just like oh, okay, like you don't like you can wait as long as you need to. It's okay, but just like like how she again going back to the communication thing. Yeah, a little bit arrogant. Arrogant, arrogant. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, you guys want to shit on about the ending? Because like I guess you guys fucking hated it. No, it's a good ending, but I just like he's an idiot. I agree. I don't think I think he was not supposed to learn anything. I think that was part of the film. Guys, no, you I don't hate it. I like it. Guys, I like okay. Too, yeah. I won't be happy ending the episode until I convince you guys the ending is good because Margot told him you need to have more conviction. And he was like, I need to be fucking serious about this music, man. And so he's like, I'm going to dedicate myself to that. And again, he's not doing the best thing about closing off these relationships, but he's, he's like, at least he's working towards productivity. Don't you think? No, Don't, isn't no. that why it's a great ending? No. I'd argue that like ending. playing a couple of strings every other night isn't like that much important than what he's already doing. Like he's just going to go, <laughs> boop, boop. okay, I'm done. I 100% agree. Like, I think the I I think that actually personally, I feel like the beauty in the ending is that he doesn't because I think that's more realistic than him doing it. I think like for mm -hmm. him to like for them to cut to like just ten years later, he's this big music writer. Like, would be so Hollywood would just to just like that instant productivity would just like destroy the meaning of the film. Like these people are all young people. They don't know what they want to do or how, what they want to be or how they're going to do it. Like, they're learning. So, like, the idea that he would just change personality because Margot said one thing, I don't know. For me, it would be, like, super unrealistic. Like, he just becomes yeah. a different person overnight, which is not how anybody works at all. I mean, that's I can... But it's not overnight. It's because he keeps bumping into the problems with Lena. He's, like, being inauthentic. He's not being himself, spreading himself apart to three different girls and he realizes whether it's through Margot's help and the experiences, all the above, that he's like, I need to be more fucking grounded, man. I need to fucking do what I got to do in this life. And like Trillin said, I've just been plucking three sings every night. I'm not fucking doing what I got to do. So I'm going to go buy this 8-track player. I don't know why it's $600 and that's only half of it or some. <laughs> I could just picture the ending with a spinning Rolling Stone magazine going towards the screen and it just says like the French Bob Dylan. <laughs> That would have been amazing. I don't know. I disagree. Personally, I feel like the beauty is in the humanity of it, and he doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like movies that like reflect life, as you know, and like I feel like him. I'm not saying that he doesn't like eventually get to that point, but I don't think anybody goes from no conviction to conviction within one statement. I think he has to learn that lesson multiple times to get there, and this is like one lesson that he's learned. Like, I, if anything, I feel like he learned just to be authentic. Like, I think he learned maybe the value in authenticity, but I don't know if he learned, like, enough about conviction. I don't know. That was my take on it. But I, I, I feel like Eric Grammer's films are like that, which is why I like Let's him. settle on that. He, he the, It's the first step. That's all I'm trying to say. I think it could be. Mm -hmm. and, th and that goes back to the conversation that they had when they were in the grass. And he's just like, he puts on these different faces for like each different girlfriend. He acts differently, except when he's with uh, Margot. He's like himself. So yeah. maybe like, yeah. 
he prioritizes that later on. Super open about everything going on. Yeah. Love it. Do we want to get into some of the trivia going on here? It looks pretty interesting. Let's see. Uh, is it though? Well, I couldn't find a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about how about you tell us what you what you like from the trivia? Uh, I guess I I don't have really any emotional connection like Kylie does to his other films, but apparently this is like one of his more more like close like closest to autobiography that he's done with like traces from his own past and past relationships. And that's pretty much all I could garner from like the trivia, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So it's at this point that I must ask Kylie, did anybody uh, die while making this movie? No. Okay. Easy enough. Thank God. If Margot died, I would have been pissed. Oh <laughs> yeah. I Googled the actress and I was like, she better not be dead. She, be- it was, <laughs> she's actually pretty young, so I can't wait to meet her. Okay, um, <laughs> And by young, I mean fifty-four. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually not that much older. You could, it could happen. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm, I'm telling you. So, so we have a couple over their heads reviews in here, and um, I want. Can I do uh, this first one? Yeah, yeah, please. I, I, I think uh, these are all from you. So, yeah, please. So unbearable chic movie, unbearable chic characters. One out of ten. Some people wrote enthusiastic comments on this movie. It's in all its subtlety and sincerity, it is something that could happen to all of us. End quote. Quote, what has impressed me about this movie is the realistic way characters are portrayed. The dialogues are extremely lifelike. I sometimes forget that they're only characters and not people I can call personal friends. I don't think a Romer's movie is just like life, but in a few occasions I have met some people who believe that life is something like a Romer's movie and act so. Anyway, this is my humble opinion. If you enjoy long dialogues, long and significant silences, uh, solips and attitudes, and tons of deep but subtle, charming, interesting, mega wonderful but common French human beings, uh, this is your movie. PD, yeah. not he, P, he meant to put PS. Romer celebrated as a director who never uses music in his movies. He neither uses humor. <laughs> oh my how god. Do, how, how do we pronounce his name? Because I feel like it's Romer. Romer. I feel like it's Romer, and we've been saying Romer and Romer. Like, I don't. God. I feel like, I feel like every fucking... time we've just been Googling. Or yeah. been... Definitely owe Google. him an apology. I'm certain it's Romer. Fucking Philistines over here. Romer. Uncultured. Romer. It's Romer. 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 That's so this is it. Romer. Romer. I mean, I've said Romer like 18 times. Yeah. <laughs> you guys couldn't be more American. This uh, this Romer feller over here. Yeah. Romer. No, it's Romer. Oh, rock. Can we just cut out every time I said his name? And we just put oh. that voiceover. Just Romer. <laughs> and we're talking about director Romer. Romer. I will say it 18 times for you to like reuse just like... <laughs> All right, so uh, there's you. there's a couple other ones in here. You wanna you wanna knock them out, Sean? Uh, there's just I guess there's only one more I wanted to put. Someone put uh, Langlet. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know, but she plays Margot. Is the only light though in a bland coming of age film. Even the classy French scenery is somewhat overlooked or somehow overlooked. That's insane. What? Everything yeah. is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I know. So pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I have a question for you guys, actually, about the yep. film. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the things I noticed in this film that like differs in, I've noticed this in other countries, like films of other countries, I would say, but like mainly European films and maybe like some American independent films. I've seen it in like an African film, but there's like a tendency of the narrative in this film for characters to talk about a lot of things that have no relation to the plot at all. And I like that personally, but I feel like when I either I see that or present that to a lot of like American like people that love film, they just even like cinephiles like they hate that like they can't stand it and it just turns them away. Like, what is your opinion on that? Because I personally love that, but I feel like anytime like someone writes this like writes a script with that in it or they like see that film, they're like, oh, like oh, why are they talking about all these things that have nothing to do with the plot? I like it when it reveals characters. And I think it reveals care more about the character. I think it did in this case, but I've seen American movies where it like reveals nothing. And it's just like, okay, like, yeah. So I guess that's my opinion on it. It's uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of an example here, but um, I guess I'd probably say something along the lines of Trellin, just like uh, ad- adding to it, even if in the su- subtlest way, you know? So, but I, I don't think I necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah, because, like, they, like, even when Lena and him are on the beach, they have, like, this whole conversation about books. Like, this, she tells him about this Jules Verne book, and he tells, like, evaluates, like, how much he likes it and starts referencing other books. And, like, it's very, like, it so, sort of reveals, I guess, their connection or, like, leads into the larger thing. But it's, like, very little to do with character development or, like, other than just establishing their relationship, I guess the way that he responds to her made me it almost made me see her perspective a bit more because she brings up like oh yeah like i do know about that like the and and he wrote uh a, a, an award and he's like well 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 like slow down there he the author won award because of his achievements or no for another book whatever whatever so like perhaps that's kind of hinting at what what's going on between them i i see again in a way it does contribute at least to me it did in that moment it does i just i find it interesting because like i feel like most american films like nothing like that would ever happen i don't know it's a subtext thing (laughs) (laughs) well i know i i agree i just mean like that type of subject's like I don't know it does but it doesn't like certain independent films it does but like most American films like there I don't know I feel like there's no conversation it just moves from plot piece to plot piece yeah no no no. I totally get where you're coming from well we had a final question here <laughs> who wrote the Timothy Chalamet question that was me <laughs> I That's thought amazing. the same thing I was like yeah they watch this film and then they call me your name just that and and like even Lady Bird where it's just like the guy at the party who's reading a book. Yeah, the same thing. The same oh, person. Yeah. But well, I that is I think Call Bear Name he goes deeper, but like that film is a different different character. But yeah, like the Lady Bird character is the same guy. Same that is guy. that's literally a TikTok waiting to be made. Just like yeah. want to see the roots of Timothy Chalamet and like and just show him in all these different movies. Like watch Summer's Tale. Like just yeah. <laughs> boom. <laughs> that oh like a thousand God. yard stare, just like thinking about like nothing. <laughs> so aloof, dude. So aloof. Yeah. And, and everybody loves him. Timothy, yeah. as Henry Zabraski would say, Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. I don't know. I like this. I don't know. I don't, I don't 
this guy was a little bit different. Um, yeah. I don't know. Timothy Chalamet is much more, um, always like a more youthful character, I guess, than this guy is. Uh, to me, at least. Yeah, yeah he feel- Timothy Chalamet feels like he could play Peter Pan. This he guy does. couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. More, like, youth to him, a lot more um, play and uh, energy, um, mm-hmm. which is, is good or bad character qualities, but um, yeah. I don't know, at least to me. Yeah, this guy felt very more like intense. Fun fact, uh, a barbershop I used to go to, they have a, a tattoo parlor there too. And one of the people that works there went to school with Timothy, went to high school with Timothy Chalamet, and they called him Tiny Tim. So go figure. Didn't oh he like start uh, like a big like crabs outbreak in NYU or something? Oh my God. Was, Did he? Know? Was, I, I think something like that happened. So is that high school okay? Is what I'm asking you. Is your like? <laughs> wait, wait, did he do that in high school, or did he sleep with someone that went to NYU and then like I think he, at NYU? I think he went to NYU for like a semester or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't Amazing. know. Like the idea that like one person starts a crab outbreak, like that doesn't everybody. If anyone would. Everybody that participates, <laughs> everybody that participates silently is part of the outbreak. So I'm gonna argue That's that. That's true. That's true. But he could have been patient zero. He could have been patient zero. It's also a lot easier to make patient zero someone famous. That's that's but, true. You're totally right. Yeah. But guys, Army Hammer did like eat people. Eat right? someone. Army Hammer is so fucked up, guys. No. Oh my god. Oh. I, why, I, is, why is like, Chris D'Elia still allowed to perform and have two million followers on Instagram? That's what I want. Even funny. That's that's where I was like I like. He, he, he always seemed like a guy that like yeah like you're saying he thought he was funny he's like guys i'm funny right and like somehow everyone was like oh i guess okay army um, hammer or who chris D'Elia. yeah chris D'Elia. yeah he yeah. still not played the comedy store i don't understand like why he's not like i get that that what they showed not enough to like convict him but like can we stop giving platforms to people that flirt with 15 year olds like <laughs> I guess that starts with people buying tickets. Don't buy fucking tickets to this, like, like not this hack show. Well, because he, we, I don't know what he does privately. I know that right now he's, like, played at the comedy store. So I guess it's, like, don't go to clubs that play him. But, yeah. We're, uh, we're really off topic here. But, uh, oh, yeah. uh <laughs> do we have any, do we have any final, uh, final questions we want to bring up? Double features. Oh. This is a this is a cop out, but I, I just like like before the before trilogy. I so easy, man. but it's yeah. I couldn't think yeah. of anything like really creative. Any other Eric Rommer film? Um, most yeah. of Luca Guadagnino's films, like not obviously Suspiria, but like definitely um, Call Me by Your Name. What's the other one that he did? Um, the other one he did before that, and the I Am Love, both the Till Swinton ones fit in that box. Um, yeah, so highly. You, we joked about at the beginning this being like the Irishman, and uh, Romain has like mm-hmm. a, a Goodfellas, uh, you know, way back when. What is his Goodfellas? What what movie yes. must we see? Oh. Um, I haven't seen it. I've heard that the Goodfellas is um, My Night at Mods. I wouldn't argue that this is his like Irishman. I would more argue that this is more like um, Raging Bull. <laughs> no, I would say more like Wolf of Wall Street. Like it's modern, it's up there. Uh, it's not his like most iconic film. I just like don't know if I would personally rank it um, as his best film. I, it's def- I don't that I've seen because I feel like there's I've seen like four of his films. I guess four and a half technically. 
And I would probably put this at like number two, maybe three. What three, about three? What about Pauline at the beach? Because that has my girl Margot in it. I haven't seen that one. The ones I've seen are I've seen a bunch. Of, I've seen so basically the ones I've seen so far is I watched. Um, he has different like sections that he puts his films in. Like he makes films that like all have similar theme, I guess. But um, so he is the like these moral tales. So like the first two or shorts and the other four films so my night at mods is like a part of that collection that's the only one i haven't seen even though that's the most famous one the other i've seen the other three films in that so love in the afternoon the collector and uh there's another one claire's knee and then the shorts that go along with it and then i now i've seen this one that's awesome yeah i have some breaking news that there is a Eric Romain movie. Uh, hold on. It's from 04. It's called Triple Agent. It's got my girl Margot in it. And let me read you the logline here. A Russian expatriate general practices espionage for Marxists, Soviets, and communists in 1930s France while hiding all of this from his wife until his life becomes entwined in the throes of deception causing his life to unravel are, are we doing this for the summer which one is this uh, one? it's triple called agent? triple agent a lot of it's films. directed yeah. it's directed by romare and it's got my girl margo in it maybe i don't know there's so many of his films we could we could i wouldn't be opposed to it there's so many of his films to be honest like yeah, we we don't have to. I just saw it like that's know. just like a world I love living in is the world of espionage and just the fact that like oh shit he did that movie like oh cool. Not saying it's gonna be awesome, but mm-hmm. you know, a couple we things totally lined up there. I would be I would yeah. be to do it. Awesome. See, we'll talk about it. I I have one more question. I want to see. I want to see oh. if uh, Alan will get himself in the doghouse on this one. I want to see if it happens. But what oh, inanimate boy. object would you bail, or would, would make you bail on your potential love for life, of your life? What What do you mean? So inanimate? what? Ob- so like his is like an eight track recording. He's like he <laughs> like he gets out of there for that. Is there anything where it's like there's someone who might be the love of your life, but you're like, but there's your eight track recorder. Yes, yes, that mm-hmm. is a great question. Uh, oh. Do you mean like, is there something that would be a deal breaker? Like you need the love of your life and like most things are perfect, but like there's just either one opportunity or one thing that's like, I can't sacrifice that or I can't do that. You could yeah, either like, have one or the other. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, hypothetical, like not, not too deep, but like, um, I have mine. If you want me to go first, so Alan can think about yes, it. This probably will get Alan in the doghouse. Um, for me, it would be yeah. having kids because I don't want to have kids. So, like, if the person I was with wanted to have kids, that would be an end to it. But I feel like you no. would establish that early. No, no, like, that's, di- that's different from what I'm saying. Okay, I I know, but, like, there's nothing. Yeah. Okay, I know, Kylie, but, like, you, you don't ever want to have kids? No, never. But, like. But Kylie, that's not. <laughs> do you understand what he's saying, though, what he's I asking? Do, I do. You mean, like, uh, I know, but that's, there's not, like, a thing that, if I found, like, the person and we wanted all the same things, there's not, like, a thing that I would give it up for, I guess. No, but, <laughs> Kylie, Kylie, he's just saying, like, you know, you could go, you just met this, like, guy you like, and you could either go to the party with him that night, and, like, 
you know, or, or you'd have to go out of town to go pick up, you know, uh, or go to a meet and greet or no, inanimate object, pick up a signed copy of, I don't know, Perrier Le Fou, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Ooh, that'd be cool. You no, have to go. No objects okay. are replaceable for me. I guess people there are you not- go. There, that's what we wanted. That's the answer. Yeah, it's my answer. But Sorry. no fucking uh, kids. Like more- <laughs> I apologize. That's perfect. No, that was great, <laughs> dude. I mean, now, now like, Alex did the, like. <laughs> you should the same um, for the sake. Yeah. I. This is you know, I don't want. I don't want kids. So, so if they wanted kids, that'd be a deal breaker for me. Oh wait, what? No. no sorry, <laughs> you can't. You can't do it. No. Um. That would put you in the doghouse, actually. The holy grail's real, Alan, and like a jet like... ski. <laughs> it would be. I'm gonna bring. It, I'm gonna bring it back full circle. A, like a top of the line jet ski. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Brandy, if you're listening. This is uh, oh this is no. Crazy. He chose the jet ski over you. I know. <laughs> Brandy, I'm sorry. What about you, Trellin? I have nothing. I, I would say like objects. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you get objects yeah. again. It did. Yeah. It didn't even. It didn't even feel right saying that. It's like I don't know. There's really nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him crawl back. Crawl that statement back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that is our if show. David Bowie, if David Bowie comes back to life to give me a private concert, then I'll leave for that. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gone too. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> Trellin will be there with you. All right. Well, that about does it for today. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it with us this far. And that is all I have. Check out our socials and all that fun stuff. Kylie Trillin, anything else to say? How do they say bye over there? I don't know. Merci beaucoup. No, that's definitely not it. No, yeah. No, I'm good. (laughs) Kylie? No, I'm good. (laughs) All right. Well, you heard Kylie. Get yourself yourself, um, not circumcised. What am I saying? What? Get a vasectomy. Oh, no more kids, says Kylie. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>